Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hi, this is Joshua Kulp. I'm here doing Daily Daf Differently from Masechet Ketubot, Daf Yud, page 10. So we're, um, on this page we have uh, six stories, six agadot, of men who come in front of a rabbi with a claim that they didn't find their wife to be a virgin, and the rabbi responds to their claim. Now, we've been learning several halachot from the bottom of Dafchet Amud Bet, and really from the Mishnah about virginity claims, and in the last daf, really on daf tet, there was, I think, an augmentation of the believability of a virginity claim, especially towards the end of that, where we said a husband who just has a subjective feeling, he says, Petach patuach matzati, neman ktubata. He's believed to cause her to lose the ketubah. And this is really giving a lot of power to this uh, subjective feeling of the husband. Uh, he doesn't know that she wasn't virgin. He doesn't have witnesses. He doesn't even have the sort of somewhat physical evidence of blood or lack thereof. All he has is his own subjective experience. And that, according to the Gemara, according to Shmuel, was enough to cause her to lose the ketubah. It's a radical believability to the husband. Comes along the Agada on this page, and like stories often do, it tempers the halacha. Again, if we want to put him on a scale, I would say the um, abstract halacha, the stuff that we've been reading up until now, has given over too much believability, has uh, trusted the husband, I would say, too much, ad kedekach, up until the point that he could lie to get away with her uh, not paying her ketubah. Comes along these agadot, and these agadot, we're going to see in a second, basically say, look, husband, you theoretically can come and make a successful uh, virginity claim against your wife. But Rabbi, know that there are all these responses that you can give to the husband that cause his virginity claim to fail. And I don't think it's accidental that in the six stories that we have in front of us, all of, in all of them, the husband's virginity claim fails. And that is often the function of Agadah in the Talmud. You have um, halacha that could be, let's say, theoretically makes sense, but could cause people's lives to be difficult, comes along the Agadah and gives it a little bit of a dose of reality and says, look, in reality, we don't act according to that abstract halacha. It happens quite a bit in the Talmud. So let me read some of these stories with you and show you just where they're going. The <clears throat> guy comes in front of Rav Nachman. I found my wife to be open, not the feeling of being a virgin. Amar le Rav Nachman, or Amar lehu Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said to them, Azvuhu Kufri, beat him up with palm branches. Why? Mivrachta Chavitale. It's unclear exactly what a Mivrachta is, but somehow this guy has become overly familiar with prostitutes or with loose women. After all, how does he know what a virgin is supposed to feel like? 
Uh, how this, especially if he's a un, has never been married before, he's such an expert. How could he become an expert? It must be that he was with the Zonot, and therefore it's unclear whether or not he wins his um, um, uh, virginity claim. Later on in the Gemara, it says, "Look, Rav Nachman believed him." And he says he's believed, but he still gets beat. Right, which you can imagine would act as kind of a deterrent for a husband. Husband says, look, if I go in front of Rav Nachman, make a virginity claim against my wife, he's going to beat me. Maybe I'll win my monetary claim, but I don't think getting beat with palm branches is probably such a pleasant experience. All right, we're going to skip a line or two. The next story is all come in front of uh, Rabban Gamliel or people from Rabban Gamliel's family. Hahu da'ata l'kami de Rabban Gamliel. Guy comes in front of Rabban Gamliel. Amarle petach patuach matzati. He says, I found petach patuach. The opening was open. Amarle shema hitita. Maybe you kind of went in by an angle and, uh, you know, you didn't really uh, go in exactly the right way. I'm going to give you a mashal, a parable. A person who's going at night. Va'afera, and it's dark outside. Hita mitzao patuach. Lo hita mitzao na'u. If he kind of leans into the door, he might find the doorway open. But if he doesn't lean in, if he goes in directly, he'll find that it really was closed. In other words, what he's saying over here is, husband, you don't know what you're doing. You were, you're first time married. It was your first sexual relations. You have no idea what you're doing, and I'm just not going to believe you. Now, there's another version of this story where he says, maybe you did it on purpose. Okay, I'm not going to read the whole version here. It says, Shema b'mezid hitita. Maybe you did it on purpose. And the idea over here is, how do I know that you just didn't do that just to, you know, get away with uh, making a virginity claim against your wife? He's basically accusing him of being a liar. So case number two, again, Rabban Gamaliel says, you don't win your virginity claim. Hahu da'ata l'kame de Rabban Gamliel Barebi. So another guy comes in front of Rabban Gamliel, the son of Rebi. This is a later Rabban Gamliel. Amarle, Rebi ba'alti v'lo matzati dam. Rabbi, I had sex with my wife. I didn't find any blood. There was no virginal blood. Amra lo, Rebi b'turahaiti. So she says, this is the first time we hear her counterclaim. She says, I was a virgin. Bring me the kerchief. That was where the blood was supposed to have been. He brings the, the kerchief, the sheet, and he soaks it in water and launders it. And he finds some drops of blood. Lo and behold, the invisible blood somehow magically turns up when the rabbi checks the sheets. Amarlo lech zecheb Go and uh, enjoy your acquisition. Meaning, don't come in front of you with a virginity claim. There was invisible blood, basically, on that um, on that uh, sheet. And through my magic test, I found it. Now, in my opinion, this is the rabbi's way of sort of allaying the fears of the husband. The husband says, look, I thought she was a virgin. Where's the blood? And the rabbi says, oh, go away for a few minutes. Let me do my test over here. So he does his test, he finds that she really was a virgin, sends the husband away, happy, enjoy your acquisition, both allowing her to stay with him and allaying his fear that she had cheated on him. 
I'm skipping a couple lines about the, the this process of wandering. Uh, the third story here. Another guy comes in front of the same rabbi. He says the same thing. Rabbi, I had sex with my wife. I didn't find any blood. Amra le Rebbe, Adain Betulani. She says, Rabbi, I'm still a virgin, meaning he didn't do it. Right? This is his first time. Maybe he didn't know what he was doing. So, you know, he wasn't all that successful in doing the Maaseh. Bring me two maidservants. One a virgin and one not a virgin. He brought both of them and put them on top of a jug of wine. And the um, one who was not a virgin, the smell wafted up from her bottom parts to her opening, to her top parts. Again, I hope there are children not listening. And you could smell the wine going all the way through her. So a virgin, the smell does not go up because she was closed. So Rabbi Gamliel has this magic test. Then he puts the woman on it. This one he puts on the wine and her she doesn't smell like wine. Go and enjoy your acquisition. So this is a little bit of a famous kind of a little humorous test that the idea of a woman who'd already had sex her um, openings are connected and you could smell wine wafting up from one to the other. And with a woman who'd never had sex before, you could not smell the wine coming out of her mouth. Now, I don't know what to make of this story. I don't know whether this was science of the time that they thought this, but it could be also a setup after all. Rabbi, Rabbi Gamaliel could have made this woman drink wine, one of the bu'ulot, and said, look, where and the and the betula, the virgin, not to drink wine, and set it up so that the husband thought that the beula, the smell was coming up from inside her, when really it was just because she had drunk wine before. In other words, I think there's a possibility of interpreting this story as if Rebbe Rabbi Gamliel wanted to set it up so that the husband would think that his wife was a virgin. That's my theory on the story. You can take it or uh, not take it. I'm not going to read the last two stories, um, but in the last stories, again, the woman, uh, the husband loses his virginity claim, and the rabbi says, look, either she was a virgin or she's still a virgin. Whatever it is, go be happy with your wife. Don't come in front of us with a virginity claim. And I think that this sort of ends the passages about virginity claims. Virginity claims may be a theoretical discussion, but in reality, we don't want a society that has virginity claims because they just cause, first of all, they're probably a lot of times false. They're unprovable and they're going to cause a lot of tension between the husband and the wife right at the beginning of their marriage. I think these stories are basically saying to us, let's get rid of those things. Let's not have them anymore. Let's tell husbands, if you come to us with a virginity claim, you're going to lose. You're going to be made to feel a fool. And uh, you may get beat too by those palm branches from Rav Nachman. So don't do it. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.